Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Pretty Ride, and I'd like to thank you for supporting Illinois. If you'd like to further support Illinois' media and what we do for the culture, here are a few ways that we can use your help. First, you can follow us on social media, download the Illinois app, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Illinois with a Z. You can also buy merchandise, or you can lend us a helping hand by donating a one-time or a monthly contribution. To donate, just visit Illinois.co backslash donate. That's I-L-L-A-N-O-I-Z-E dot co backslash donate. We thank you for supporting everything we do because without no you, there is no us. Yeah, man. I understand that we're getting trapping all day. I understand that we've been robbing all day. But one part of the day, you got to cut on Illinois Radio. You're now tuned in with Illinois Radio with your host, Vico, Illinois Jones, and Pretty Riot. Turn your radios up and spread the noise. Walking world, walking world. You're tuned in to Illinois Radio, Chicago's most valuable radio show. I'm your host, Biko, alongside Pretty Rider, Illinois Jones. And as always, we bring you guys the illest guests from around the city and globe. And today, we got my homie D2X in the building. <laughs> you know, we got to make it loud for yeah, you, it's man. Been, it's, been, it's been some years. It has? Yeah, it's been some years. Like 2019. Summer 2019. I feel like we like the, yep. the bad cousins that you only see. 2021. At the barbecue. You remember that date? Yeah. Wait, say that date. No, I'm saying there. it's 2019, summer 2019, but now it's t- t- 2021, and it's like 2020 felt like it ain't even. It was a blink of an eye. Yeah, I yeah, still yeah. feel like 2020. It feel like it was really like 2019 then 2021. Yeah, like, yeah, I feel like 2020, 2020 didn't even part count. Two, like, I don't know. <laughs> 20 yeah, 2020 was a year. Yeah, it was. And it, it definitely felt like a year that uh flew by, and it still felt like we in that year in, yeah. in a way. Um, I'm glad to have you back, my brother. Yeah, no, nah, you, 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 I like being around y'all. Y'all family. You've been busy too. You've been, I've been trying, trying. Yeah, I've been trying. trying. Is an oh, yes, it is. Because it's like, like honestly, um, just 2020 was a year. Like I really had to, um, you know, figure things out. Um, really had, really just had to adapt to, you know, how the world was like changing, especially from like, you know, really like with the music industry and even being dependent and just trying to come up and. You know, figure out new ways to keep people engaged because we didn't have live shows. We really ain't have like you know that much time or even like the ability to even you know meet people face to face. So um, that was a a challenge a challenge for me. Mm-hmm. And now we're here now, and yeah, I'm kind of thankful that I found like a way to get through it. So, so I mean, you you spoke on challenges. I mean, let's talk before yeah. we jump into things. Let's talk about some of these challenges you faced in 2020. Uh, you know, with the pandemic taking place, mm-hmm. and then you still. Um, doing what you can to stay consistent on the artist level. So, what were some of those challenges that the outside world didn't see that you was dealing with? Uh, honestly, um, just maturing, but also at the same time, like I think really like figuring out um, what I wanted to do with you know the next step in my career. Um, you know, because last time before everything slowed down, we had the show in December at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, you know, the end of the decade show, which was fun. But right after that, like, coming into the new year, you know, everybody got expectations, like, everything, all right, you know, it's a, a new step. Then we get hit with, you know, COVID and, and things shutting down and stuff like that. So um, it was a period for me that obviously it was, like, overall it was challenging, but it was a learning experience for me because it gave me time to really, like, sit down and think and, and figure out new ways to, um, you know, put a, even an extra push to my career. So, like, overall – at that time, I was still finishing up 
graduating from Western Illinois, which I got my degree. Shout out July. to you. Yeah. Um, but other than that, the hardest part was trying to um, really just grow up and be a man because while I was at school, I wasn't like working no job. All I was doing was just going to class, focusing, I mean, focusing on music, stuff of that nature. So as I graduated, everything in life just hit. You know, you becoming an adult and yeah, they everything throw you out hit. Into the wolves. Money, um, having to pay towards certain things, just certain responsibilities that I didn't even have to worry about while I was at school. Now, but it made me better. It made you mature <laughs> yeah. much faster once they, you know, once you graduated. Now, I mean, I, I don't think we touch bases on a degree that uh, you yeah. received. Broadcasting and journalism, and my minor was a uh, music business, so they both mm-hmm. went hand in hand. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot, but the music business was the, the stuff I really like the cared about butter. a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. those yeah. was fun, and I still got my uh, my business book, so I learned a lot about like contracts and stuff like that. You know, I'm still I still really need to read it, read it, mm-hmm. which I will, but yeah, I still got it at home, so. From class, yeah. Now you said you, you know, uh, after graduating, you faced some additional yeah. challenges. Yeah. Uh, was the challenge mainly revenue for you, or was it just like learning how to stay on your feet after after college? You know, when you're not doing so yeah. much in college. Um, it was that and like musically as well because, like, literally to start out 2020, I had like no music on file. Like, I always wrote stuff, but like, I just basically didn't have anything. So like, from the start of 2020, I know I dropped the song called We. That I made about you know my wife, um, but at the time, I was I was just in the studio just testing something out, like experimenting, trying to try different things. Really, I was trying to get in the mode of you know making music that had more of a substance to it. Because at the time, like 2018, late 2018, 2019, I'm sure that most people that was kind of new to my sound knew me from making music that you know that was like hype and fun and stuff like that, which is cool. But like I, it was like. It's like at the same time, it's like I just wanted to show people that I have more to offer with my sound. And I want to like my main purpose to make music is to help and and impact lives. And and one day come back, you know, when I get to wherever I want to go in life, come back and help the kids and things of that nature. So that was the most challenging part in 2020 was figuring out what did I want to do with with my art and where I wanted to push my sound. So, like I said, I didn't have any music on foul at all. Like I went through a, a deep period of um, writer's block for eight months. It took for me to like record again. The first song I did record 2020 was the joint with uh, Wimmy, the Moppers and Choppers oh. joint when we dropped the video. But before that I had nothing. And when like the lockdown came, it, it taught me like I need to have like better preparation pulling out the year. Cause I always want to start the year off strong and, and, you know, go from there. So I had nothing else but that. And I had no other photo shoots. I had one little photo shoot that I had, and, like, I was trying my best to trying to come up with ways to, like, what do I do next? So that's when I started doing the freestyles. Gotcha. Started doing the freestyles because I'm at the crib. I'm like, I ain't got a haircut in months. I'm, <laughs> I'm in there trying to figure things out. And then that's when I also started getting, like, more engaged with my Twitter on because um, at yeah. first I was always just using Instagram. And, and you know what? We yeah. gonna we gonna yeah. we gonna talk about that, yeah. man. I'm gonna get into a music break. I'm gonna yeah. actually take it back yeah. to yeah. the to the D2X I met because yeah. this new the color blue album is definitely a different shoe, uh different sound. You sound more you and relaxed. Yeah. Yo, what's up? It's your girl Pretty Riot and I'm sitting pretty starting riots here on Illinois Radio. But before the break, we was chopping it up with D2X And you said something that really stuck out to me. And I don't know, like, if y'all was just going to let that fly over y'all head. But it 
it. You said you had writer's block for eight months. Ooh, that's a long yeah. time. Okay, because I do a little bit of writing here and there, you yeah. know. I've had writer's block, but never for eight months. That's a baby. So, like, yeah. how did you overcome that? Like, or, or not even just how did you overcome that, but, like, what do you usually do when you overcome writer's block? Because I feel like that's something that every writer, you know, every yeah. creative runs into. Um, honestly, like, I just started, that's when I started just doing the freestyles because trying to make my own music, like, it was just getting, like, very, very, like, difficult. And then, like, I don't know, back back when I first started rapping, like, I'd really go on, like, YouTube and, like, listen to beats and stuff like that. But, at like, now nowadays, like, if I'm on there too long trying to listen to something just to get inspiration, like, my head start hurting or because it's not, I'm not liking exactly what I want. And that, What's the most, oh, I'm sorry, yeah. just random. I didn't mean to cut you off. What's the most unpleasant part about making music? Uh... Most unpleasant part uh, for you, yeah. I know it's different for everybody, but that just popped in my head. Honestly, honestly, that's a good question. No, I think about it. I think it's the mental aspect because, like, you could be doing so well, but if you just get a little bit of like discouragement or, or like let overthinking like take you over, like you will literally just start like forgetting all of the blessings that you have, and like you just. You always just focusing on like this one thing, or you want this one thing to go right, or you want this one opportunity, or not e- not even just opportunities. Like as far as like getting some type of look from somebody, but even like your own creation, like you want certain things to go this way or that way. Because every day you're not gonna write like the best line, or you're not gonna make the best song, or you might not even have nothing to even think about today. So dealing with like the pressures of like knowing that it's gonna be like you know peaks and valleys with making music. Is to me is the hardest thing to deal with because it's like your expectations could be different from what like your reality is, and you got to learn how to stick it through. And that's the hardest part is trying to stay like mentally like stable throughout like you know like the troubling events that come along with. Like, yeah, you know? I, I actually love that answer. So like, since you talk about like just like mental stability, like what are some of the ways you do that as an artist and like also just as a black man considering like the climate of the world right now like yeah. not to take it too deep or anything like that but like that's that's our reality you know you're just yeah. more than just an artist like you're a black man too at the end of the day so like mm-hmm. it's a lot that you have to do to kind of keep your mental space together so like what are some ways you do that as an artist uh like just not try try my best not to think about uh think about like whatever was causing me some sort of difficulty and if that's music then i just kind of like put it down and Go spend time with, you know, focusing on stuff that's even more important than creating and spending time with my wife and spending time with my daughter and going places and, you know, just having fun because, you know, just getting out the house and getting fresh air and not being so closed in all the time. Like isolation also causes a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety. You in your thoughts all day. So just getting around people that care about you, that love you and just spending time like just living life and not thinking about career, career, career all the time. Like then when you get back into career mode is going to help you because now you've you've expanded you know your mental and and that's is important you got to just sometimes just not be focusing on like you know music all day and, and spend time with your yeah, family you, got, you human too friends yeah. you know so. i mean congrats on the yeah. engagement too yeah. i heard yeah. you say wife yeah. daughter yeah we've been married uh since november so. oh that is so cute yeah. congratulations I mean, yeah. with, yeah, with uh covid <laughs> taking place where you all able to put together you know uh I guess a, a wedding that you all would like to no, have. We, we, we didn't have a wedding, but we plan on doing one. But we kind of just did it our own way, going through the court and getting everything situated because we looked at it more like on a, a spiritual level. Mm-hmm. You know, if we love each other, we need to get this done now mm-hmm. and, and move forward. We definitely plan on doing a wedding one day, 
But as of now, you know, it was it was more so deeper than that. Like, what's it? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But I, okay, because I'm nowhere near Mary. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you just hopped out of college. So like, yeah. what's it yeah. like to be fresh out of college? Yeah. You know, like I feel like you just walked into a whole new life. Yeah. You know, you I mean, fresh out of college, yeah. you get married. Um, that's so that's beautiful. But like, yeah. do you feel like that's like added pressures along with everything else that you have going no, on? No, no, but. I did at one point was like overthinking it just like I overthink everything and I feel like that's literally a part of like changing my life like I overthink about the stuff that's gonna help me and that's that's the weird thing so it was like even with that like with us you know getting together and making that commitment like I was kind of like overthinking it but realizing like you know this is exactly what I want to do but it's also what what's needed you know um back in my past like just thinking about how to, how I used to be like in high school and just you know entertaining certain stuff that I shouldn't have entertained like it, it was a maturity phase like mm-hmm. it's time like you know this my you know my wife been here since day one ever since we even we was just like talking we wasn't even officially in a, a regular relationship like she was there since day one helping me helping me grow and now it's like we've grown over time it's like why wouldn't you commit to somebody that's literally fully invested into your career fully invested in you into as a person fully invested into your future and now, you know, from the way you the way you dress to the way you, you talk to people to the way you treat others to everything. She handles so much stuff that goes on like with me. So I'm gonna commit to her for the rest of my life. Hey, my brother, life. look, how, I gotta ask you, bro. Yeah. How old are you? Twenty three. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> look, look, oh Lord. Look at yep. I'm saying this because I'm Look, I'm older. Yeah. <laughs> I'm older, and to hear you say you're 23 and you're yeah. so mature, um, man, that's dope. It's a lot of people that's in their 20s they ain't thinking about marriage. Oh, that's, that's right. That's and you right. know they may have the girl of their dreams yeah. or they may have a girl they really like, but they ain't think about marriage. And yeah. for you to take that step, that just shows how mature you truly are. And yeah. I sal- my my brother, I salute I you on that. that. Wow. Yeah. You know we got to get into another music break <laughs> after that, my brother. Uh, we got a couple joints in here from you too, but um, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you actually go through. We got a day job. Matter of fact, we are gonna talk about day job. Yeah. Because that was the first single yeah. that you released off of your album, The Color Blue. Um, let's actually break. Let's talk about Day Job because it was a smooth record. Yeah. Uh, when you released it, I already had a feeling of where you was coming from with this album. Uh, so, you know, break down Day Job to everybody and let them know uh, why specifically, you know, you you put your soul into that yeah. and making it that your debut single. Uh, honestly, like the full story of that, that uh, everything that inspired that record came from a time where like my wife was like literally like literally just going crazy like treat like treating the life out of me you know in a good way though but she was just on me because it's like I was graduating school and I wasn't moving moving fast enough to realize like what you know what my necessities is and what's important for me you know as a man to help you know myself but also help us you know so I wasn't working um and I wouldn't even like really I don't even think at the time this was like uh, last summer So I don't even think At the time I was even like Trying my hardest To even get a job So She was on me about that And I had like a video shoot The same day And the way like Basically that All connects together Because I was kind of stubborn I was at the point like Man I just want to go hard With my music And and just let it be that And then when that make me some money I'm gonna just do that I, I don't want to work No 9 to 5 She was on that ass and, You know Like <laughs> I remember y'all had like a um a post before a few years back um about that like mm-hmm. should you work a job as you know a musician and stuff like that and like you know 
everybody got you know their different opinion or their different outlook on it. But I look at it as like if you want something so bad, you're gonna do whatever you got to do to get it. And I'm not gonna let nobody tell me what I can't do and what I can can and not do about how I want to go in my career. Even if I had ten kids and I had bills to pay, I'm still gonna make it work with music. Period. You know what I'm saying? Because that's just how <laughs> I look at it. I'm always gonna find a way. So with that being said. You know, that motivated me and let me know, like, okay, I could know, I could balance this. It's not that hard. So after that, after she, you know, basically, you know, was telling me about myself and I took it all in, constructive criticism, I applied for like 100 jobs <laughs> and I got like, I got like probably like, probably like 10, 10, 10 jobs hitting me back like the next day and I finally started working. It helped me fund my career, it helped me pay for studio time, um, paying producers and stuff like that. So, all it did was help me. And I recorded the most songs I ever recorded in the span of five months by doing that. And that's how I made the album. So Shout out to your day job, yeah. dude. Yeah. I mean, man, you know yeah. what? After this music break, we definitely finna chop it up about uh the Color Blue album. Because yeah. hearing you say that, that lets everybody know yeah. that's listening. Look, if you're an artist out there and you got a job, keep your damn job. Don't just quit your There's job because you want to start the music career. You need to fund your music career. You're told in the Illinois radio. I'm your host, Biko. And uh, we got a dope guest in the building. We still got D2X in the building. How you feeling, my brother? I'm all good. Relaxed. Now, hey, you should be. I mean, <laughs> hey, this has been a very, uh, I would say, interesting conversation, man. Yeah. And, um, you know, you recently released your debut album, The Color Blue. Uh, but before before we get into the color blue, it's, there's a person that's been a huge influence to your career, uh, and you know as of today, due to through social media, yeah. we've all learned that DMX is uh you know is in a hospital due to yeah. an overdose, and uh, he's actually off of uh, what they call that. He's 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 breathing on his own now. Um, I mean, let's speak a little bit about DMX and how he actually contributes to inspiring yeah. your music career. Um, really, just he really inspired the, the simple fact of like my rap name because. Um, I was, you know, basically putting my two initials together. I never, I'm yeah, sorry. That yeah. was like a, <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, but like it, it gave me comfort, comfortability to do something that, you know, that was like different and, you know, cause I could have called myself little this or little that or whatever but be calling themselves. But when I said D2X, I'm like, okay, I got to stick with this for the rest of my career. Cause you know, that's what people going to know me by. And when I thought about DMX growing up, listening to his music, I'm like, okay. I, I felt comfortable doing it. And this was somebody I was influenced by. So, you know, just for the simple fact that he was always real. Uh, and he's, he was always, uh, you know, while he was really like in his time of being like one of the biggest artists out in the world, you know, um, DMX was always like spiritual in his music. Mm-hmm. And like his song, <laughs> Slipping, which is one of his biggest songs ever is my favorite song by him. So, um, you know, that kind of gave me like clarity, like okay, I could I could do this and I could stick with this name. Who so, put you on the DMX music? And I grew up on everything. Uh, I don't even know. I, I feel like it started probably just listening to music as a you know as a as a kid with my uncles just playing everything. But if I could think all the way back, like when I was like three, um, I remember um, Get Rich or Die Trying. <laughs> He uh, was 50 three? 50 cent CD. Uh, my sisters and them had it on a CD. Uh, I remember uh, I was a big little Bow Wow fan. I said <laughs> the I biggest Bow little Bow Wow, wow fan. What? Um, <laughs> who else? Uh, DMX for sure. Uh, you know, Tupac, Biggie. And then as I got older, I started learning more and more about, you know, old 90s hip hop. And that's basically like one of the biggest inspirations that helped me like with my music. So. 
Wow, that man, you know, I, I had to bring that up. You know, yeah. uh, matter of fact, sending out prayers to yeah. DMX and his family. <clears throat> we all are hoping that he pulls through. So far, he's doing good, breathing yeah. on his own. Uh, I got help to DMX at a young age too. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to my, um, shout out to Maurice for putting me on because I remember cruising in the Jeep <laughs> yeah. and he was definitely playing nothing but DMX. I'm in there feeling like a, a thug. I, was, I thought <laughs> I was a thug, but uh, either way though, um, let's talk about social media a little bit yeah. too because. Um, Social media, I feel like, in a way, has helped fuel your career. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're consistent on there. Uh, you have definitely have a supportive system on all your social platforms. Yeah. So do you do you feel like, you know, that also helped you with preparing this album? Yeah, it, it did because of the simple fact that I felt like, um, you know, when COVID, when COVID, you know, first started going on with the pandemic uh, last year, um, you know, I, I started just thinking about, you know, Kind of like setting setting a bar higher for myself as far as like trying to um, utilize my social media a bit more differently because I remember like years ago, all I really used like for example what I used Twitter for was mainly like promotion all day long and and once I started to you know just grow as a person you know I wanted to start to you know change things up a bit I, like I genuinely just want to help people every day and everything that I go I go through in my life. You know, I, I apply just a little bit of what I got going on to help other people. And it always makes me feel good to see other people, you know, share or hit me up every day, whatever the case may be, to know that, you know, there's other people out here dealing with the same thing. So, you know, I'm all about positivity. I'm all about, um, mm-hmm. you know, helping others and through my music and also through the things that I say, because words also have a, a huge impact on yeah, others. And I think that all comes from a simple point that it was plenty of times in my life where I dealt with depression and anger and waking up mad all the time like at the world you know why and like what was it that that led you to feel that way i just i just feel like i've always been the type of person that you know especially growing up you know i've gotten so much better but always worrying always overthinking always yeah, birthday scorpio <laughs> october 29th yeah, oh, so, and you october yeah, scorpio yeah. So, so it was just like i always had um you know just problems dealing with you know trying to mature my emotions and and you know what better way to you know overcome even my own personal issues by helping other people you know that always make me feel well so now yeah. you know on your your short documentary that you put out which yeah. looks like a nike commercial yeah. you know that bad boy yeah. is and that's a compliment yeah. by the way it, it i mean the the, the the short documentary it touched me yeah. and um you said a few things too yeah. um and i believe in a a recent cover you did with Swid Life, I want to say. Yeah, you yeah, spoke yeah. on like uh how this album is about finding yourself. Yeah. What have you found, you know, within yourself that, you know, nobody else may have known would come from a D two X. Yeah. Uh that I'm capable of of impacting the world. I know I am and I've always been about that since I was like in middle school, you know, as a kid. And like honestly, like I'ma just set the record straight. I feel like you know, uh, years back, I was kind of falling off course just for the simple fact that certain people I had around me, certain certain things, you know, about uh, how, like, life was just going years back that I was just realizing, like, you know, sometimes, like, people might not even try, but they kind of, at the same time, subconsciously is, like, taking you away from your purpose. And that's why, like I said, like, when I met my wife, she helped me realize, like, what's really special with me because you only going to get far in this business by being yourself and being a hundred percent confident and connected to what makes you, you and what makes you like the best you. 
And you can't just be going out just doing any type of thing. And it's like people see that. People see authenticity. People see, um, you know, people that's really being themselves. And that's really how you get support. That's how you really get people to gravitate, mm-hmm. gravitate towards you and, and, being, and people be inspired by you. So I have to realize, like, who am I? Who, who is D2X? Who, like, who is me? Like, the literal, like, 100% true me. And I've always been the type of person that always wanted to uplift other people because, like I said, I've dealt with so much in my life where, you know, it's like I'm done with those days of trying to be down. I want to uplift other people and, and in return that helps me. So, um, you know, that's really what I learned the most about myself is that, like, I have the power and ability and, you know, really, like, I feel like, you know, God gave me uh, that gift to help other people. So that's my whole motto and that's what I'm pushing. Yeah, I, I really enjoy this album, man. I, as soon as it dropped, I want to say early in the AM, you saw that tweet come through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was up I was looking early. forward to it. I'm like, I'm ready for him to tune in. <laughs> I was up I've been early. talking about it forever. I mean, I, I got to know, though, what, what's special about the color blue? Yeah. Um. Okay, I got a long explanation. Because the blue, color blue is my yeah. favorite color. Yeah, it's it's favorite red color now. Too, yeah. But, I mean, I still rocks with blue. Um. Okay, well, this dates back to 2019. I was working, trying to work towards a project for years, but, you know, it take a lot out of me to, like, fully, like, be confident in an idea, in a, in a plan, like, okay, this is exactly what I'm going to do, and we're going to go forward with it. So it was just a lot of ideas bouncing. So, like, in my notes, in my phone, I had, like, the color blue theory. Then I had the blue album, and I, did, I kept playing around with this color, but I'm like, okay, what is it about the color blue that's, like, really sticking out to me other, other than it being my favorite color? I think it's about the way... Um, it makes me feel. Um, and then I, I start reading about the definition and with it deals with calmness. Mm-hmm. It also deals with depression as well. I was just, about, well. to, I was just and, about to ask um, that. I also just recently learned that it's also like connected to spiritual realization mm-hmm. and and like growth and all of that. And I'm like, man, that literally like connects to exactly how I'm feeling right now. So with that being said, I also look at music, which it is, it's an art form. So I was thinking like, okay, while I was even getting the cover done for the album, I'm like, like I'm really into like art and like other than just music, like art museums and theater and things of that nature. So I was thinking to myself, okay, I'm envisioning this album being like the cover being placed like on an art museum wall. And like when people see that, I want the music to play as like a soundtrack to this actual cover and for them to feel the different shades of, the, of, this, of this color because it has so many different meanings. Mm-hmm. So I kind of applied that to emotions we all have different shades and different variations of emotions so i'm like that's kind of how I, I went into that color but adding on to that, that last part is i also did research on um pablo picasso like i got a song on the outro called picasso blue mm-hmm. thoughts from a basquiat that all comes from um picasso blue had a blue period back in 1901 to 1904 <laughs> which was all about um, tragic events that happened in his life. And his first painting was um, a painting of his friend, like laying down in a coffin because he committed suicide. And um, that started. So basically how that correlates to the album was if you really listen to the album, like it's kind of like um, um, a journal of my life, me really writing about everything that I'm getting past and I'm getting over the hump with, you know, my overthinking um, you know, me not really knowing what, you know, my, what I'm special at and, you know, my past and, you know, playing from playing ball to now making music and just trying to figure out what my purpose is. So this album is really like a diary for me to get 
over every I'm talking about everything that I've been dealing with, you know, the past few years. So and that's speak, the meaning of it. Speaking of the cover too that you yeah. chopped it up about in the cover you're seeing hooping. Yeah. You know, um and I, I gotta you know, you also spoke on um that playing ball and music is the same thing. Yeah. You you can elaborate more on that? Yeah, um really because you know, that was my correlation with that was my correlation with like everything that I've dealt with, you know, because before I started making music 2016 on down, I was just playing ball my whole life, majority of my life. And moving on to music, it's like, OK, it's just the same thing because it's an opportunity with something that I'm, you know, I feel like I'm gifted at and I'm confident with. So it's like only thing that's changed is is me, my maturity. I've, I've grown. Of I've learned a lot over the years from the old high school teenage me to now a 23-year-old man with a wife and family. And, you know, I kind of correlated that together because it's like, okay, I got a fresh start now. I can remember where I came from. And that's why I went back to my old high school, walking around. Yeah, walking around. St. Rita on the so 79th the and Western. So the, yeah. the short documentary that's my old was high school. there? Yep. Yeah, we my old Rita. classroom. That was, like... I was about to say. Yeah, so we, 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 one I was about to say yeah. we could talk about that all day. Yeah. You went to say reading. I know a couple more. I know a couple more books. I went to say reading now. Okay. Yeah, in my old uh, high school, um, just it just felt good going back there because I always told myself like, man, I'm never coming back here because of the simple fact that you know my my career with basketball didn't go exactly the way I wanted to. Mainly, I could have kept going with it, but you know, I wanted. I was thinking long term, and I knew if NBA dreams wasn't something that was really in reach. If I was being realistic with myself, you know, I wanted to start fresh with something else. So going back there helped me, like, get so much motivation, like, to realize where yeah. I came from and where I got to, you know, do to keep going and not make the same mistakes I did when, you know, when I was younger. So so what piece of advice would you give, you know, if you had to look back and give yourself a piece of advice then, you know, from now, like, what would you tell yourself? Like, during that time where you were kind of just, like, unclear about everything that you were you were going through, like what advice would you give yourself now? Um, to never um, get too caught in the highs and lows. When stuff going good for you, don't get sunk in and stuck in that. And you got you gonna have people you know cheering you on, like bro, you next up, you doing this and that, you gonna be the biggest this and that. Don't get caught up in like praise and compliments and all that, and don't get as an artist. Don't get do stuck you really in. listen to the outside noise? Yeah. Um, like I know like I know yeah. like at the end of the day as an artist it's hard to you know how we say like oh like don't care about what people think but when you're creating for the people it's impossible to not yeah. think about what they think so how do you kind of like I don't know like differentiate the two between like you know wanting to do stuff to of course appease your fans and appease your audience but at the same time like not really caring what they think because I feel like it's a really thin line between that Um, I feel like you won't have to worry about that in my opinion if you just put your best foot forward and a lot of it, because if you try to calculate every move you make in life, you'll never be happy. And nine times out of ten, when you overthink everything, that's when stuff just goes completely downhill. So I say, like, to anybody, like, just be calm with this stuff, man. Like, be calm with everything you're doing. You know, have a different approach to stuff, like, in a way where you're not, like, you're not overcalculating everything you're doing. Just be calm with it. And that's what I had to learn, because, like, when I was in high school – playing basketball, like, I let everything, like, get in my head, like, from my coach yelling every day or some, well, bad practice that I carry and then having other things going on in my life, not being able to, you know, just be even mature enough to 
out of, you know, just really it's just growing pains, but being able to separate stuff that's going on outside of my life and not letting it get into my head going into practice where it got to a point where like, you know, I'm, I'm forgetting plays or I'm not going as hard as I can. Cause I'm still dealing with all of the type of stuff that's going on off the court. So I think what I've learned, um, was truly just from that. And also from what I was saying in the short film was basically it's, it's just all about like kind of like just quieting out the noise from the praise to people talking down on you or even thinking, you knowing certain people that might say something about you, mm-hmm. just not thinking about nothing, but getting like the, the task done. At hand. Now, you know, before we actually end things off and get into your single adult swim. Yeah. Dope single, by the way, featuring Romar Salas. Oh, Thanks. my God. Y'all killed that. Yeah. We going to get into a little, you know, a little background on that in just a second before we end off the show. But I got to ask you about Anthony Fantano, oh, uh, the yeah. needle drop. Yeah. I see you're pushing to get this album reviewed. Yeah. So, you know, if you could speak to Anthony <laughs> and let him know why he should review this album, what would you tell him? Yo, Anthony, you need to review The Color Blue uh, for the simple fact that we bringing something fresh to hip hop. Um, and honestly, like I grew up watching his reviews. Um, that's one, like it's certain things people don't know about me. That's one thing like I would love like to share is like, I'm really into music reviews. Like I always felt like if I wasn't like making music, I would love to be like a music critic or, you know, cause that's what I went to school for like journalism. So if I wasn't making music, that's what I would probably do. Like in another life, I'll probably be like a jazz musician. But those like the two little things about me that I would like love to do. But I don't know. I guess about like music reviews, I love the simple fact that how people break albums down and they like really engage with the music because music is, you know, it's connected to, to life and everything you got going on. So I love and appreciate people that are like real like music fans. Like, and um, I always been like that because back in high school and class every single day, like, me and my friends used to debate about which album is, is better than this album or like, you know, that album not good or this artist not good. So we used to just talk about albums every day. Every Friday we used to wait on an album to come out and we used to just debate about it. So um, I'm like really into people that um, that really just break down uh, music and it's like therapeutic for me to watch like somebody else breaking this album down, saying what's wrong about this and what's wrong about that. And that kind of helped me like create my, my own stuff and so like when I was making this album too, like I had him in mind. Like man, if he reviewed this, I know he go give me a nine out of ten or a ten hey, out of ten. He liked the tweet too. <laughs> yeah, so he, he, hopefully he see you. He see you, man. Not hopefully. So. You gotta speak it in existence. Yeah, yeah. Well, and let's, hope let's is see. Room let's for see. doubt. He listened. Just shove it down his throat. <laughs> exactly. That's what I say. Just force so, it on him. Hey, we gonna do what we can to help uh, Anthony get to this but, review. Why? Right? <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, the color blue is out now. Yeah. Um, you got Adult Swim, a single that we finna get into to end off the show. Break down Adult Swim because I really like how you and Ro came yeah. together to put this this song together. Like it's it's a it got a really good feel good vibe. Yeah. It got like that dance flow type, you know, yeah. get to yeah. it. Um, and, and then it also makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, can you break down Adult Swim and yeah. also after that, just let people know where they could find you and but, get in tune with you. Uh, adult Swim. Uh, that was produced by my guy uh, Xander uh, Miller from he's from Montreal, Canada, I believe. Yeah, and he made that beat on his Instagram. He posts beats. His production name is Millwood. Um, so he makes beats like all the time. He throw it on his Instagram and play it. And when I when I heard that, I'm like, okay, because when I was thinking about my album, I wanted an album that had different types of production because other than it, you know, being like really like a motivational thing for me to like show people that I could rap. 
and and make different types of vibes on all different types of like production from like an artistic standpoint i also wanted the album to like flow and it, and it doesn't get overwhelming and every sound is like refreshing and, and new so with that joint i'm like okay this is different i want to show people that i could rap on something like this because it's like i'm a fan of, of dance and, and house type vibes mm-hmm. and um, another inspiration from that too was um like I'm a big fan of Mac Miller, you know, rest in peace. Rest in um, peace. His joint uh, on swimming called "What's the Use" um, gave me that type of vibe, and I'm like, okay, this remind me of like like Mac Miller, and I'm like, okay, I, I want to pay some some homage too. I shouted him out in the song as well. So um, with that being said, I started writing to that, and I I, I kept as I was writing the song, I was thinking like a, of a hook in mind, and then after you know the part that I said like one two three four five, then that other part came in where you hit row. Like, I was thinking, like, okay, this is the perfect person to have on this joint. And, you know, how I linked up with Ro, we was in tune for years, but we finally clicked up back in September um, at his studio, a feature forum. Mm-hmm. Um, and working with him, like, helped push my sound to another level because I respect what he does for, you know, a lot of other Oka artists in our city that that's family. And I'm like, okay, this is the next step. This is the guy that I really trust and other than just the music, he's a genuine person. So I'm like, Thanks. I don't, I want to have a relationship with people outside of, of the music, not even like on a buddy, buddy, but like, that is beautiful. if it's just about that money and I'm just coming to pay and leave, you're not going to give me like what you the want. true, like what effort. Really and I'm like, okay, this is the perfect person to go, go to. So when I uh, was like, you know, singing a song to him and I'm like, okay, this would be perfect. If you had you on the hook. I'm like, I hear you on this. And, you know, we made it happen. Searching so Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That I think that's a vibe to play, like, when you on vacation and, you know, stuff like that. So, that reminded me of my trip I took to L.A. a few years ago. So Oh, yeah. yeah. And then, like, yeah. music that brings yeah. memories. And this yeah. song definitely take me down like a memory yeah. trip, too. I enjoy it, man. I enjoy the album as well. Thank uh, you, the Color Blue is out now. Let people know where they can follow you and, uh, of course, get in tune with you. And if you got any upcoming videos, yeah. things of that nature, drop and let them know. But, uh, give me on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Bandcamp, Audio Mac, everything. And you can get me on social media at D2X uh, under, underscore underscore on Twitter and at D2X underscore 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 four underscores. <sighs> On uh, Instagram. All the damn underscores. They they didn't let me just put D2X. Yeah. Uh, Hey, we appreciate everybody for tuning in. Of course, you can tune back in every Saturday from 4 to 6 p.m. You can give me a follow at Official Beco. That's Official B as in boy, E-K-O-E. Download that Illinois app. Uh, Of course, we got everything on the app. Head over to Illinois.com. That's I-L-L-A-N-O-I-Z-E. And uh, yeah, check out some content in Pretty Ride. You know, uh, what's good? Because you just released your website too, girl. Let the people know what it is. Okay, because the Pretty Jack is kicking in. The Pretty Jack is taking over. So if you're watching this video right now, because I can't do it during break no more, you better download that Illinois app because I'm not going to tell y'all. I'm not going to keep telling y'all. Y'all come back each and every week and y'all watch the whole interview until the end, until this point right now. And you and you, you ain't download the Illinois app. What? What is What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Oh my gosh. So download that Illinois app. Do that. And then while you're at it, make sure you head on over to prettyriot.co. I just relaunched my website. The Riot is coming. Honestly, she came. She showed up. So you need to go see The Riot. Hear The Riot. Feel The Riot right now on prettyriot.co. That's literally the website, prettyriot.co. Um, yeah. 
tell me what you think. Like, it's so much content on there for me to start y'all off with. I'm I'm just be quiet. Just tell me what you think. Hit my DMs about the blog and the blog only. You know, the comments. You can flood them. You nope. know, you know, interact. No, none of that. Okay, look. Just come engage with me. You know, I have so much content coming. I know y'all been asking about two pretty pennies. That's coming back to one thing at a time. But I would say, Jones, what you on? But Jones ain't here. So party hard and party, party safe. safe. And if you can't, can't do, do both, both, stay your ass, ass in the house. For those that don't know who I am, I am Biko. It's your girl, Pretty Riot. I'm Illinois Jones. I just want to thank you for tuning in to Illinois Radio Every Saturday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Make sure you guys go ahead and subscribe on YouTube. Search Illinois Radio. Head over to your Spotify, your Apple Podcasts, all of those streaming networks where you can stream podcasts and search Illinois Radio. We right there. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Hit that follow button and uh, stay in tune with us. You have it. We own it. Big P's. The end of it, and that's all, folks.